Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. Uh, we've got some uh, economic news we've got to go over, some pretty important economic news, so we'll talk about that. Right now, all the indices in negative territory. Why? Primarily because we just hit a 30-year high, actually more than 30 years. goes back to just beyond 1990, before we've had inflation at this pace for a very long time. Consumer price index came in. They were expecting it to come in at six-tenths of 1%. It came in at nine-tenths of 1%. As a matter of fact, core inflation, which was expected to come in at four-tenths, came in at six-tenths. Maybe that's what they meant. No, it was consumer price index. was supposed to be six. Came in at nine, almost one full percent. That is astounding, but not surprising. It is surprising to some, unfortunately. Um, we knew this was coming. We saw this coming some time ago. We talked about it at great length. I even talked about it yesterday. My concern is inflation. It is coming. There is no stopping it, and it can't be, it can't be stopped. We can't have uh, a lot of money chasing fewer goods without inflation. That doesn't work. It is impossible. Can't be done. And some of the lack of supply is self-inflicted, oil being one of them. I'll talk about that in a minute. But U.S. inflation, again, hits a three-decade high. That is pretty amazing. This according to the Labor Department, and I would question how accurate the number is. I would think, I wouldn't be surprised if it's higher. We'll never know. But nonetheless, uh, this is uh, extremely, this, listen, this is a hot button, right? This is exactly what is concerning the administration, the Biden administration. 
Well, guess what? That concern is pretty much out the door because it's somewhat irrelevant. We are going to see these supplies almost no matter what the supply um, uh, concerns. They're not getting any better. They're not going to get any better. 80,000 truck drivers short. That is a huge problem. And again, I talked about self-inflicted. Oil prices continue to rise. President Biden in somewhat of a dilemma. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a dilemma that is self-inflicted because of his kowtowing to the left, his administration's ambitious agenda on global warming calls for a shift away from, I'm, I'm going to add a word here called American, uh, away from American fossil fuels. But at the very same time, Biden is begging, literally begging, OPEC and Russia for more output. OPEC has rebuffed those appeals, probably laughing at O'Biden on his knees begging for more oil. Gasoline heating oil prices go to the highest level since 2014. Americans everywhere continue to express an uneasy feeling about all of this and an uneasy feeling over the administration's handling of our economic policies. It is likely that next year's midterms We'll show that. Speaking of next year midterms, there are 13 Republicans that you all need to be working hard to raise up someone in the primaries. Don't worry about money. It just needs to be somebody with some energy to knock on a lot of doors because along with all the Democrats that go, let's get rid of the traitor Republicans. I would add into that McCarthy, who will likely, when Republicans win next November, that will likely be, and let's hope this is not the case, the Speaker of the House. He needs to be run out as well because he doesn't have or possess the abilities to be able to create any kind of unity in the Republican Party. This would have never happened in the Democratic Party under Pelosi. He doesn't and shouldn't be the Speaker of the House. I'm not a fan of his. He was very quick to turn on Trump after the last election. And he's got, couldn't get 13 Republicans. Doesn't matter. Even without the 13, they would have won the vote. But these 13 Let's not allow them in Nebraska and Pennsylvania and New York and California. These, they don't need to get reelected. And you shouldn't reelect them any more than you should reelect a Democrat. We need to raise up someone now in these states to represent you 
in the primary elections in the spring so that we can still get the Republican in there, but maybe somebody that cares about America. How about a, a Republican that cares about conservative values and America? Not these guys that are going to dupe you into thinking that they do. And that goes for McCarthy, too. He needs to get voted out. And if he doesn't, then let's hope that there are enough Republicans that are sensible that will make sure he's not the Speaker of the House. Anyway, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be the Speaker of the House. He can't even get 13 Republicans aligned with all the rest of the Republicans when America is depending on it. So Americans have a real problem. Biden is begging OPEC for more oil. Here's the solution, Joe. It's really, really easy. The solution lies in supporting American energy producers. Boy, I can't do that. I don't care about the carbon. I'm just lying about that, but it can't come from America. So you're going to beg our enemy of Russia and OPEC, not necessarily our enemy, but I don't call them our friend or pretend friends, to support America because you can't bring yourself to going to American corporations helping our economy, create jobs. You just can't bring yourself to doing it. It's sad. This is an easy solution. So on one hand, you've got an administration that knows they're gone, that knows they're never going to make another term, that is going to lose control of the House of Representatives in the midterms, probably to the tune of 50 representatives. It's going to be devastating for many years to come. But they don't care because they've got to appeal to the minority of people and the minority of the Democratic Party that is cowtailing to the far left. It's insanity. In the meantime, I guess we'll just stick by with this runaway inflation. I mean, that's the only thing you can call it since we have to go back to the 19, uh, beyond the 1990s, 1980, to find a time when it ran up this fast. It's a problem, a severe problem. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Financial Issues. So yesterday, we got the NFIB confidence number out. This is the Small Business Sentiment or Optimism Index. It decreased once again for the month of October. We're seeing a trend here that's disturbing. It was down by almost 1% to 98.2. Now, one of the 10 indexes, so they have 10 different components that they ask people to rate and comment on, small business owners. This isn't a survey of 200 people. This is a survey of 2,000 or more. They put it out to all their members, which is tens, 
10, over 10,000. They put it out to all their members and they usually get two or 3,000 that respond. And that's what it's based on. So this is a very, very good indication of where the optimism is. And right now it's pessimism where the pessimism is. And right now the pessimism is lower than it was last month. That's not good. One of the index components improved. There's 10 of them altogether. Seven of them declined and two were unchanged. So the biggest problem for small business right now seems to be the lack of workers. So that is their biggest problem is the lack of workers, un unfilled positions that remain, and inventory shortages. They have inventory shortages. Obviously, everybody does, hence all the, all the uh, tankers sitting offshore. So that's their biggest problem. That, and this is coming up on the holiday season. 49% of owners reported job openings. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply that cannot or could not be filled. That's a decrease of two points from September. A net 44% of owners reported rising compensation. That's a 48-year high. That is a 48-year record high. A net 32% plan on raising compensation over the next three months. 
all this why Biden is begging OPEC. Now, the NFIB itself has filed lawsuit, a lawsuit, this happened yesterday, against the Biden administration, emergency temporary standard for a mandate for the shot with 100 employees uh, required. They filed a lawsuit over this, saying this is going to create huge problems, more inflation, no job hirings, and a greater slowdown in the economy. My words, that can't be imagined. That's my words, that can't be imagined. So uh, this is a huge, huge problem, and they filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration. Speaking of lawsuits, speaking of the shot, speaking of COVID, the lawsuits have started. I know of four. One is a doctor that is actually suing the hospital or the system, the healthcare system that he works because he's tired of seeing people uh, die because they are not allowed to treat patients. This is only the beginning because unfortunately there are going to be a lot of doctors being sued and get caught up in those lawsuits for refusing. The doctors then are going to have to countersue the hospital system that is not allowing them to give or take full responsibility for allowing people to die. Now, that'll be the choice of the doctor. One has to believe that the doctors are not going to choose to take on the lawsuits. They are going to shift the blame, as they should, very quickly on the healthcare system. But this one particular doctor refuses to follow through, and he is suing. The Centraria Healthcare System in Norfolk, Virginia. This is going to have a lot of wrongful deaths that the hospital is going to be sued over. You know the people that have the families of those people that died in that system will going to are going to be jumping on another lawsuit. This is going, you remember me saying months ago, if I had a son in college, I'd probably say you might as well go into law because you're going to make a lot of money because these lawsuits are going to last for a very, very long time. And guess what? We're not even beginning to see. I didn't even expect them to start this soon, but they are starting this soon. There's going to be a whole nother level of lawsuits that are going to be against Uh, unfortunately, these doctors. And again, that's going to generate another level of lawsuits for those doctors against the healthcare system. The healthcare system is going to have to sue the government, I suspect. I don't know where else they can turn. I don't know how they have a leg to stand on since they were the ones that were complicit in just following the marching orders of the government and mandating that on their doctors. I think hospitals are going to close down and shut down and are going to go bankrupt all over the country, as they should. 
the news of these lawsuits needs to start to spread across the country as quickly as possible because that's what's going to take for these doctors to stand up. This one doctor in Norfolk, Virginia can't be by himself. There's got to be other doctors that have the same convictions he does as I came into medicine to save lives. We have life-saving drugs that could have been administered and they refuse to give it. Somebody's got to stand up and the doctors had better start standing up so that when the lawsuit hits them, they can say, hey, I'm trying to stand up here. Maybe they'll get some mercy from the jury. But I can tell you, good luck with that. Because if they go to trial and they go to jury, there is not a leg to stand on to most of the jury members that doctors and hospitals are going to have. Well, wait a minute. The, the government says we can't sue. No, the government gave some exemptions to pharmaceutical companies. But there will be more whistleblowers and a whistleblower now saying that the uh, that Pfizer ignored data and rewrote some of the data. That's going to lose all their protect, protection is going to be out the door once that comes out. So they will be sued. It is going to be crazy. But let me throw out a theory. This very thing is going to be the key to the government beginning socialized medicine. Why? Because who do you think is going to come to the rescue of the bankrupt hospitals so that people can be cared for? Who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be the government. The government is going to step in and say, we now own the hospital. We will run the hospital. We will make decisions on treatment. We will provide a hospital for the community. And socialized medicine will begin. That's how it's going to play out. What do we do about it? We do what Virginia did because they didn't want the propaganda machine of teachers unions in Virginia telling them how to raise their children, telling them what is good for their children to hear and what is bad for their children. To hear the people stood up they not only stood up they rose up the democrats have learned nothing from that nor will they that's a good thing we hope they don't what's going to change is a temporary stay of execution which can only happen through a do-nothing Congress, a Congress that is controlled by conservatives that won't give Biden anything he wants. 
that means that nothing will get done in Congress for two years. That is a good thing. I railed against it during the Obama administration. That is a good thing now. So everything he does will have to be done by executive order, which won't hold much weight and will be gone after the, in two years after the presidential election. The limit, there will be limits to the damage they can do. Then the Republicans need to spend the two years that they do nothing. They're not going to be worried about legislation because there's not going to be any legislation that is going to be put forth that they're going to want to pass other than Republican legislation that they'll easily be able to get through, but the president will veto. So it, there will be this doing nothing. I have an idea. I got something you can do. You can do impeachment proceeding and press charges and file legal cases against people in the Department of Justice, people in the FBI, people in the administration, and the president himself. How about you start to fight for America? I know that is a little bit out of the box for all of them, and I doubt seriously that they will do it. But they have two years to show some backbone, and maybe if they show some backbone, they'll get reelected. But hopefully, the American people will spend two years raising up opponents to run against these Republicans that don't have any backbone, in the primaries, getting ready for the general election. That will be our job to do. There is plenty of work we can do. We got to have the will to do it. We got a desire to do it. We got to have the persistence to do it. The stick to to do it. Got to start now. Hey, we got Twyla Braze coming up. Stay with us. We'll be back. Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Siri. It is great to be here. Um, we've got Twyla Braze with us, cchfreedom.org, cchfreedom.org. All of you know Twyla. We had Twyla on uh, not long ago, but I needed to get her back. We have so much information to try to cover of what's going on. And uh, I just want to say how important it is that um, we have got in our corner an amazing advocate in cchfreedom.org. And Twyla, president and co-founder of cchfreedom.org, um, is, is, that, is the head of that um, advocacy that is uh, fighting for all of us. And we need to make sure, we can't, we can't lose Twyla. We need to keep Twyla going. Uh, I'm talking about her ministry and her work. And she has a $20,000 match right now. And... Uh, I think that we can probably finish it off today, uh, but we've got to go to cchfreedom.org. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply and give so that we can um, take care of that match uh, for her and get this, uh, keep this ministry strong. I can't even begin to tell you how many of you have told me over the years how much they love Twyla. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people over the years. Well, we've got to support the organization as she is fighting for, for us. So cchfreedom.org, and I hope, I hope that you will do that now. cchfreedom.org. Make sure you go click on that, donate, and um, I don't, it doesn't, look, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, $10, uh, $1,000, $100, whatever it is, Every little bit is going to get doubled, and it's going to help. So I hope you'll do it. Twyla, welcome. Thank you for being with us. And so much going on. And apparently um, uh, Joe, Joe Biden or the Biden administration is um, going uh, typically off the reservation. Well, not off the reservation because he's on the wrong reservation to begin with. But he is... He is going uh, on this vaccine. He doesn't care what the, um, you know, the federal court of appeals in the Fifth Circuit is saying. Right. So I consider him going rogue. It's just like, you know, he's president uh, and that has certain constitutional limits. It has certain constitutional requirements. Um, but he has just decided to ignore what the judge has said. He's told his people just move forward with this mandate on all the businesses that have, you know, 100 employees or more uh, move forward. We don't care what the judge says. And so, you know, that's really going rogue. That's just deciding he's king and he's not. And so it's a very good thing to see all the different states that have already filed lawsuits and piled on and 
small businesses and uh, all sorts of people who are piling on against uh, Biden. But there are also um, people who are piling on against their employer. So, for instance, I was just listening to a press conference of flight crew. Uh, and they didn't say which airline that they were from, but they're suing because of being forced into the mandate. And one of the people talking was a, a flight attendant who is vaccine injured now as a result. But the lawsuit also is about putting them on essentially permanent leave without pay and uh, and not allowing them to go get another job. And so uh, a combination between the mandate and about, you know, essentially, you know, imprisoning them in a job without pay. Uh, and so it's good to see the lawsuits happening because this can't go on. This can't ever become part of our system in America of how how we are. This is not how we are. This is not what we do. And we don't have presidents who just decide to you know do whatever they want to do. And worse yet, we've got mayors doing the same, the same thing. You, you know, de Blasio, or, you know, um, just you know, the, the commercials and what they're doing to force, you know, uh, to try to encourage five to 11 year olds. I mean, he's talking about showing a proof of vaccination to go into a business for a five-year-old. Right. And I think, I think, um, you know, that's all about pressuring the parents because where are you going to take your children when you go in to get groceries, when you go into the doctor's office, whatever, right? It's all about pressuring the parents to get themselves vaccinated, to get their children vaccinated. You know, it's all different pressure points that these people are figuring out what they can do to force everybody to take an injection or something that could harm them and is completely experimental. And, you know, I just wanted to add here that in case anybody thinks that the vaccine has been approved, the only one that's been approved, which is another word for licensed, is Comirnaty. And I heard uh, somebody talk about this who knows a lot uh, more about the inner workings than I do. And the fact of the matter is, while Comirnaty has been approved, Pfizer is not letting it be sold. And the reason Pfizer is not letting it be sold is because although it is now licensed, it is not part of the children's vaccination program. And it is not part of the emergency use authorization. And under emergency use authorization, they are, they are shielded from litigation. And under the children's vaccination program, they are shielded from litigation. But if they they are just out here on their own. They are not. And so they are not selling the only one that has been approved and licensed by the FDA. I just think that's a very interesting point. They don't want they don't want to be uh, responsible for damages done by this uh, this injection. And since you mentioned the shielding, let me just remind everybody that it doesn't shield hospitals or doctors from lawsuits. It shields the pharmaceutical companies. And I was so, uh, I'm seeing more and more lawsuits come about from doctors and from individuals to doctors and hospitals for wrongful death and other things. And there is one from a doctor, Dr. Paul Merrick out of, out of uh, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, suing the, the healthcare system that I guess he worked for. I'm sure he doesn't now but worked for for allow for not allowing life-saving drugs. Yeah, so he's one of the top ICU doctors in the world. He's a professor 
And um, and he is also the co-founder of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. And so just yesterday, uh, he filed suit because his uh, employer came and basically sent him a letter and said, you know, you can't do what you're doing now with these drugs like ivermectin. Um, I don't know all the lists, but but those it's, it's the protocol that the FLCCC has come up with that saves patients that are hospitalized. And he's essentially been shut down from doing that. And again, he's an ICU doctor. And this protocol has saved about 50% of the ICU patients. And so now he is suing them. And this is the right thing to do. This really should be happening all over the country, is that doctors should be suing anybody who tries to tie their hand against saving the lives of patients. And so I I do think this is very exciting um, that this is happening because this should be moving forward immediately to stop this so that patients' lives can be saved. And I don't know if you have heard of the doctor, I'm trying to think of her last name, but but she is the owner of breathemd.com, breathemd.com. And she has decided um, that she is only going to take care, she's only going to accept new patients that are unvaccinated And part of the reason for that is she has realized what the unvaccinated are dealing with. And she herself has taken a case to court of a patient who is in the ICU. The hospital is refusing to let her give him ivermectin in hopes of bringing him out of his intubated state. And the court has told them they must do so, but they are making her go through an entire set of hoops to even get her privileges back at the hospital for her to deliver the medication. And meanwhile, the patient, the patient waits, the patient who could live. I mean, you know, it's like you can't make this up. You also can't believe it. You can't believe it. You can't believe it, but it's absolutely true. It's absolutely happening. And it's, this is America. And that's what I struggle with so much that this is happening here in America. But I'll tell you, I am extremely encouraged about the lawsuits. I said to Matt Staver from Liberty Council not too long ago, I don't know, a month or so ago, I said, you know, the only thing that's going to stop all this, Matt, is massive lawsuits. It's the only way to stop it. It's the only thing that the medical, uh, that the hospitals are going to understand. And, you know, um, I was talking to very much an insider in Washington, D.C., and we're talking about, yeah, the, the lawsuits are going to shut down hospitals. The shutting down of hospitals is going to cause the government to come to the rescue, and it's going to usher in the socialized medicine because they're not going to have any choice. The, hospi- the, the, the government's going to own these hospitals and be taking care of people. Things, are, things could get worse. I don't think they'll get worse. I think they'll probably get better as a result of these lawsuits. And I just, I, I just find, in, in my opinion, doctors better get ready because they are going to be sued as individual from individuals, and they then are going to have to turn uh, that lawsuit back to the hospital and sue the hospital for not allowing them to do what they're supposed to do. I feel like this is a perfect time for me to mention the wedge of health freedom again. And for any of your listeners that are thinking about, well, should we donate to CCHF or Twyla's work or whatever, right? Um, We really want to use this as an opportunity to build a new system of health freedom. And we in 2022 are going to strive to maybe double the number of doctors, maybe even triple if we could get there. At the end of the day, we want wedge hospitals, we want wedge clinics, we want wedge laboratories and all of them free 
free from government controls, all of them cash-based and affordable. We want you to have real insurance that'll pay you, then you can pay them. All of these third parties, all of these controllers out of the way. And and we're really serious about it. So we have the Wedge of Health Freedom with about 500 doctors now. It's time to make it huge. So it uh, Give to the Max is a, is a green button, and that's what they can press. <laughs> Uh, let me carry over uh, here, uh, Twyla, and just uh, mention a couple other things. Folks, we're talking to Twyla Brace, cchfreedom.org. By the way, Twyla has a tone right now. She might not really feel, she's, she's like me, she doesn't want to talk about it, but I'm talking about it. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Financial Issues, I'm Dan Seer. You're talking to Twyla Bray, cchfreedom.org, cchfreedom.org. And you can go now. There's a uh, button on the website. It's a green button. It says match on it. You can take advantage of the match now and and give whatever you can. We need to keep things uh, going and keep that organization strong. They are advocates for you and I. It's so, so important. You know, um, the, the wage, uh, system, uh, we have used it. Yvonne and I have used it. We don't have our new wedge doctor yet here in Florida, but we, we will, uh, hopefully we won't, it'll be somewhere nearby and we need to see that grow. And for Christians, that in combination with Samaritan ministries is an amazing, uh, is an amazing work. And so we really need, we really need to be looking into these things. Um, the wage, and you can go to our website and, and get information and find wage doctors in your area, um, right there on the website. Um, there's some talk going on, uh, Twyla about, um, natural immunity. But before I get to that, you had mentioned earlier about the early treatment kit. And I want people to know where they have to go. Uh, Yvonne and I have both ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine. We have uh, uh, doses for her, for me, and extra uh, dosages because some of them were refillable and we refilled them. We don't use it prophylactically, but I know that many people do. But um, I was had some kind of weird thing on Sunday where I could not stop uh, coughing. It was a really uh, in a really rough way. We don't, I don't know why. I had a little low grade fever, and you know I'm uh, I, I had my ivermectin just waiting you know, waiting to, uh, start taking it. I didn't. Uh, and you know, Monday I was fine. I did take some, uh, hydroxychloroquine, but, and, and are taking it here for the rest of the week. But, um, anyway, it is, it is important. It doesn't, don't, you need to have it. I have a good, good friend whose mother and father both have COVID and they can't get any treatment whatsoever. And, you know, you need to have these drugs on hand uh, so that, you know, it's just where we are today. It's sad, but it's where we are today. And you need to have these drugs on hand. And you can go to uh, the website at 
CCH Freedom. That's where we went. And um, we went through the interview. And, um, you know, there is a fee, and you pay the fee. It's not uh, overly expensive and well worth it. And you can get the prescriptions. You can get the medications that you need. So uh, you need to do that. Twyla, what... um, are we seeing a rise in people uh, going for, you know, the early intervention with some of these drugs and going to the website? Have you noticed a, uh, an increase? So I think what I have, you know, what is uh, difficult for me is I think people are like, they really, they either they don't think they're going to get COVID or they don't believe in ivermectin. Uh, they don't believe in early treatment. They 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 still believe everything will be taken care of for them as they uh, as it has always been. You know the best that can be done, right? And so um, we definitely uh, do see people. People are going to I'll just say very clearly early treatment options earlytreatmentoptions.org. And there's a list of physicians that are all over the country. Um, and you just have to look and find a list that works for you. There's also a list of pharmacies. And what's really important, this early treatment kit, um, is if you just understand that once you get your first COVID symptom, you have seven days to really um, to really start the treatment because there is there are several studies that show if you get early treatment within the first seven days, it's virtually no deaths. But if you get if you start on day eight, there are deaths, there are hospitalizations. What what people don't understand about ivermectin, for instance, according to Dr. Pierre Corey, is that it essentially covers the spikes. So you know what you know what the virus looks like. It's a ball. It's got spikes all over it. And those spikes are used to attach to your cells and it attaches to a receptor on your cells. And then what happens is the spike is essentially a syringe. And the spike injects the cell with the RNA of making the virus. And so it starts to replicate using your own cells. But if it cannot attach to your cell because it is coated by ivermectin, then it just sits there and goes, huh, and then it dies. And replication only lasts for five to seven days. And then the virus starts to die. And that five to seven days is when you've got to get the treatment going because because uh, that replication is rapidly happening. The sooner you get it uh, done, the better. The first day would be great, right? But right, if you right. want if you want to wait uh, because you're trying to get ivermectin and you're finding the only source you can get it is India, you're talking about two to three weeks, and you don't have that time. So this is like a cheap insurance policy for your life. You know, find a pharmacy. There are some great Indian pharmacies. I talked to Dr. Pierre Corey. I said, what do you think about, you know, counterfeit ivermectin? And uh, and he was saying they've had really great response uh, in India. And so there are some, there, there's a whole list of them. They, the organization that he's part of, we have the link there, the FLCCC, that's a frontline COVID-19 chronic care, uh, chronic care alliance, I think. No, it's not chronic, acute care. I can't remember. Critical care. There we go. Um, anyway, so they've got the doctors and they've got the pharmacists and we have the links directly to those. 
So at earlytreatmentoptions.org, get your kit. But your kit should not be just for you. It should be for your family. Buy extra. If you can get 1,000 pills in India. They're 12 milligram pills. In the United States, you can only get three milligram pills. So you can get like so much more for so much less and then have it on hand for friends and family. It's really important because people aren't getting the message and you're listening to it right now. You are hearing the message so you can protect so many people if you get extra and have it on hand because it's really not that expensive from India. It's like in the, you know, it's like about $200 or something for a thousand 12 milligram pills. You know, in the United States, it might be $400 for, I don't know, 50 or maybe 103 milligram pills. So, you know, act now. I just, I can't say it strongly enough. The number of lives that could be saved and then keep keep people out of the hospital. And uh, I just got another uh, hint from a physician of something that another physician did to save her own brother's life. And that was to put them into a hyperbaric chamber when the oxygen level dropped for like 90 minutes. So there are things that can be done. The hospital is a terrible place to go. You've already heard the stories about how the hospitals are not letting doctors save lives. Do whatever you can to get the ivermectin to, to like go to one of these uh, links. Talk to a doctor. A new one is ivermectincan.com, and we have that at earlytreatmentoptions.org. There are a variety of places that you can go to, but the time is now. It really is now. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it more strongly. Get your kit. It's so important. And to have, I think to have more than you need, like, uh, like we do, you know, to help other people, I think it's critically important and it's so easy. It's so easy to do. It could be the best investment you've ever made in your life. Uh, and, uh, to save your life or someone else's life. And it is so, so important. Uh, one thing that, you know, you have to be committed to, and you have to be committed to staying out of the hospital. You just do. And you have to be committed to that. And you, you want to be committed knowing that you have a treatment that uh, has proven to be effective. So it is so important that we do that. Um, also, I think, can, go, can, go I just, can I just yep. add about hospitals? So just as a really concrete story for your listeners, sure. I know somebody who was in the hospital at about 80 eight to 89% and was not on oxygen yet. And I really wanted to like break him out of the hospital. Well, the hospital decided to let him go with oxygen tank. And that's great because then he was able to get ivermectin, which the hospital wasn't willing to give him and he is improving. But I also heard about another person who at 89% in the hospital, they intubated him. And, you know, 85 to 90% of people never make it through the intubator. And so there you've got two stories, right, where one is improving because they got out of the hospital and got the ivermectin and they got out with oxygen, which was a good thing. They didn't really have to use it a whole lot. And the other one who didn't even know that that was a possibility and then they intubated them and they really should have, you know, they should have given them ivermectin. We don't know for sure that it would have cured, but the, the likelihood is huge. Both Dr. Harvey Reich from Yale and Dr. Peter McCullough uh, down in Texas have said that 80 to 85 percent of the deaths could have been prevented by early treatment. So really concrete example, you know, do what you can to be treated early so you never have to grace the doors of the hospital. Mm, amen. Yeah, yeah, so true. Twyla, we appreciate you so much, folks, and I know you do, too. Um, 
Folks, I know you appreciate Twyla and CCH Freedom. So many of you get the newsletter that she puts out, and you can sign up for that when you go to the website to make your donation. And she has a green button on the website at cchfreedom.org that says match. You need to go there. Whatever God might lay on your heart to do, this is so important that we keep that organization strong so that we can stay strong and informed. And I hope you'll do it. Twyla, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for staying over with us. And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Uh, I I just uh, keep us informed as things develop. God bless. All right, folks. We'll be back after this. Again, cchfreedom.org is the website. we got our news coming up here at the top of the hour. We'll be back. We will never compromise our principles and standards. We will never give away our freedom. We will never abandon our belief in God. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We in America should be grateful to God for the blessings he's given us. Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her. We have got to fight for this nation because I believe with all my heart this nation is in fact one nation under God. Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Seward. It's great to be here. Of course, it's the top of the hour. We're going to get to a news update and our ag report. Then we're going to get right back to uh, phones. 
So uh, stay with us. Well, FISM.TV, our news program, um, I hope you are watching it by now. I know I keep keep saying it, but, you know, there's always new listeners and people hearing us or watching us for the very first time. And every night at 7 o'clock, you can watch evening news, real evening news, just good old news. And uh, we hope that you will do that, Uh, FISM.TV. We don't make any... um, bones about it. We are coming from a, obviously a Christian worldview with our news, but we are not, we are reporting stories that uh, you're not going to hear on any other station or any other news because of that, but we are just going to report the news and we're going to report it honestly and straightforward. And I think that's what we need today. And I'm sure you know that as well as anybody. So FISM.TV is the website, financial issues, FISM.TV, FISM.TV, and just click on the news button. Or if you go there at 7 o'clock Eastern time every night, you can just put watch live, and you'll be able to watch the news at 7 o'clock each evening. So I hope you'll do that. Uh, You won't regret it, and you will come back over and over again And you can do that on our app as well, I believe. So uh, check that out or Roku or Amazon TV. You can watch it there. I generally watch it on a Roku uh, channel. All right. Here comes Ian Patrick with our news. Ian, how's it going? What's going going on? Going pretty well, Dan. How's it going with you? Good. Good. Uh, Well, let's start off with some uh, political news here. Uh, First of all, we have an uh, article on this going up later today, so be sure to check for this. But the Defense Department admitted to the presence of immediate family members still in Afghanistan in a memo sent on November 4th. Now, this memo was written by Colin Kale, the Undersecretary of Defense, and the memo ultimately asks U.S. military personnel and DOD civilians to reach out to his office if any known immediate family members still in Afghanistan want to get out. NBC News wrote in their report on the matter that there are, quote, several dozen immediate family members of U.S. service members in Afghanistan, and they cited Defense Department officials for that uh, little tidbit there. Now, obviously, uh, this isn't technically news that there are still Americans in Afghanistan. The unfortunate thing is the information on this has been slowly and steadily trickling out out of the uh, Defense Department and the federal government. And uh, now it just confirms that there are still family members who want to get out that are still in Afghanistan. Uh, At first, they were saying maybe there was a couple hundred Americans left that wanted to get out. And then that number rose to about 450. And now they're saying there's still a few dozen who are not not even U.S. service members, but family members that are still stuck over there. Mm -hmm. So, um, like I said, look forward to that article coming out later today. Uh, There's some really important information in there. Uh, Some other news we have. A new poll indicates that the majority of Americans oppose the Biden administration's plan to pay families of illegal immigrants separated at the southern border and that most Americans want the border closed until the ongoing crisis is resolved. Now, the migrant payment thing has been sort of an issue the last couple of days. President Biden has suggested that uh, the, the initial report on paying migrants was garbage. He later clarified what he meant to say was the amount was garbage. The original amount is supposed to be $450,000 to families whose children were separated under the Trump administration. And he said that amount is what was garbage. But there's been some confusing statements from both Biden and from his uh, press secretary as well. So 
it's kind of up in the air. Nobody's quite sure what to think of it. But nonetheless, according to the poll, 55% of Americans support closing the U.S.-Mexico border until the issues caused by migrant caravans, human trafficking, and drug smuggling are brought under control, while 32% opposed that idea. And then, according to the migrant payments, it found that 67% of Americans disapprove of paying families separated at the border, and 56% saying they strongly approve. So that's over, er, strongly disapprove, excuse me. So that's over half of Americans saying they strongly disapprove with that measure. And only 19% of uh, American voters said that they approved of making such payments, which is under even just a quarter of Americans who were polled in this. So interesting uh, to see how Americans think of that particular uh, issue there. And some other well, news. It's, oh, go ahead. It's, it's hard to believe that it's even coming up. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's going to be too many Americans to say, yeah, give, give a family a, a million dollars, maybe even more, uh, depending on how many members they have. In the family, I mean, it really is. These are taxpayer dollars that we're giving somebody money for breaking the law. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there there was a report it, that actually said, uh, I, I think they said if each family member were to get $900,000, uh, it would cost the American taxpayer about $1 billion to be able to pay for yeah. all of those families I that mean, they just, expect to give that amount to. Wow, um, that's insane. sort of like the max amount. So, yeah, it would be a huge cost to the American taxpayer. Absolutely. In mm. some other news, the White House released a fact sheet on Tuesday detailing a plan to designate $17 billion from the newly passed $1 trillion infrastructure bill in order, to, in order to address the backlogs plaguing America's shipping ports. Part of the plan includes using over $240 million to modernize ports and marine highways within the next 45 days and $3.4 billion to upgrade obsolete inspection facilities and allow more efficient international trade through the northern and southern borders. Now, personally... I don't know if that's completely falls under infrastructure. The supply chain backlogs feels like a different issue, but I'm not an expert in that matter. That's just my opinion. Mm. Ian Patrick, FISM News. Thank you, uh, Ian. Sure do appreciate that. And here comes Craig Hager with our Ag Report. We'll be back. Here. This is Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update for November 10th. All eyes were on the monthly USDA supply and demand report yesterday, and for corn, the report was about as expected. The USDA increased the national average yield by a half a bushel per acre, up to 177 bushels per acre. This increased total production by 43 million bushels. On the demand side of things, they increased ethanol demand by 50 million bushels, which put the projected carryout at 1,493,000,000 bushels. At the close, the December futures were three and a quarter cents higher, settling at $5.00. 54 and three quarter cents per bushel. Bean traders were caught by surprise when the USDA pegged the national average yield at 51.2 bushels per acre. Traders had been expecting to see the national average yield increase, but instead it was trimmed by three tenths of a bushel. This resulted in production being down 23 million bushels when the trade had actually been looking for production to gain a little bit over the previous month's report. On the demand side of the equation, the USDA cut exports by 40 million bushels, which put the projected carryout at 340 million bushels. At the close, the January futures were 23.5 cents higher as they finished at $12.12 per bushel. The wheat numbers saw very little change from last month's report. We did see a little tweaking of the import and export numbers, which, at the end of the day, placed the projected carryout at 583 million bushels, which was up 3 million from last month's projection. At the close, Minneapolis December futures were 15 cents higher, settling at $10.23 and three-quarter cents per bushel. Kansas City was 12 and three-quarter cents higher, closing at $7.93 and a half, and Chicago futures were up 10 and a half cents to close at $7.78 and a half.
$0.25.5 cents per bushel. The U.S. cotton estimates were largely unchanged from October. The U.S. production forecast is slightly higher, coming in at 18.2 million bales, while domestic use and exports were unchanged. U.S. ending stocks were increased by 200,000 bales to stand at 3.4 million. At the close, we had December futures up 283 points, settling at $119.38 per hundredweight. Livestock futures all retreated in yesterday's trade. We had the February live cattle 42.5 cents lower, closing at $136.70 per hundredweight, while January feeder cattle were 50 cents lower, closing at $159.80 per hundred. February lean hog futures lost ground as well. They finished down 62.5 cents, closing at $78.75 per hundred. Class 3 milk futures have now closed higher every day this week. The USDA reduced their milk production forecast for both 2021 and 2022 because of lower expected dairy cow numbers and slower growth in milk per cow. At the close, the December futures were up 43 points, settling at 1811. Meat cutout values were mixed. Choice box beef ended the day 85 cents lower, closing at 287.80. Select boxes were $2.02 higher as they ended up at 270.62. Pork carcass cutout values retreated. In fact, they were $2.31 lower for the day, ending at $92.55 per hundredweight. This has been Craig Haugard with your Financial Issues Ag Update. We'll be right back with more financial issues after this. Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. I do want to go to calls. Um, I haven't looked. Uh, I could have done that at the break. I didn't, but I didn't look at the markets. I, I expect they're down a uh, fair amount. But anyway, I'm going to have to wait. because. Oh, what did I say? Was it coming up here? No, it isn't. Anyway, yeah, we are negative. Oh, wow. Uh, this is not bad at all. I mean, we're down about, I mean, the S&P is almost on the flat line. It is red, but barely. The NASDAQ's only down 0.13 and the, and the Dow's down 0.14. So a uh, quick recovery from the horrible, horrible 30-year um, lows or 30-year highs in inflation, uh, consumer price index coming out uh, today and a huge, huge problem. October, the biggest uh, uh, surge in inflation in more than 30 years. Uh, I, you have to go back to like 1987, maybe 88, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, to see a surge as fast. I mean, uh, a very, very long time ago. And it looks like some traders are just shrugging it off. I don't really have a problem with that. Traders just kind of blowing this off because the smart traders knew it was coming. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know that, there could have been, I thought it was kind of odd that the markets were dipping on the news just because, uh, yeah, I mean, we knew this was coming. We've been talking about it here since February. Uh, we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to get worse. Knew it was going to get worse towards the end of the year and into the first quarter of next year. So uh, what's happening was uh, should have been factored in. And I think buyers are coming in and using this as an opportunity uh, to buy in a little bit lower maybe than they might have. There's not going to be that. There hasn't been that many dips, and the dips we have haven't been very uh, long-lasting. So um, 
Bank of America is hiking the price target for uh, Tesla uh, and the EV stocks in general. So uh, Tesla shares climbed uh, uh, right now, or they're up 17%. This is after getting clobbered all week long. So uh, I said uh, just earlier to Seth, it'll probably be over uh, by today and back on track tomorrow. It looks like it was over yesterday, and it's back on track today. So I guess that's uh, good good news. Uh, American Airlines Pilots uh, Unions is rejecting holiday bonus pay and seeking permanent changes for the airlines. Um, also, we heard about a lawsuit against one of the airlines. We don't know who it is. Uh, they're keeping it uh, under under wraps, but there are crews, uh, airline crews, that are suing the airlines for um, over this vaccine mandate and putting them on basically permanent leave uh, with no pay. In other words, firing them over this vaccine. So um, very, very interesting. And we're going to see these lawsuits continue to escalate. All right, uh, 610-363-1110. Let me get to phones. Let me go to uh, Brian. Brian's calling us from Oregon. Hey, Brian. Morning, Dan. How are you, sir? Good. Hey, thank you for having Twyla on. That's always a blessing. Yeah, it always is. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she's really just up on this stuff more than anybody I know, and she's, she's a great asset. Yes, and we all need to continually be informed on that end of it, don't we? we so um, my, my, um, my question for you is, I got a 20-year-old uh, Silverado that I've been hanging on to, and, but I need to upgrade to something that pulls better and uh, 1500 So, And you know what the situation is nationally. I'm wondering, what's the deal with this chip thing? Is it going to break loose and when? And is it a good idea to hold off and wait? Uh, or, you know, what, what do you yeah. think is going to happen? Yeah, I would hold off and wait. Uh, I would wait. And I think it's going to start loosening up uh, end of January, I hope. Uh, but, you know, every time we look, there's another snag uh, in, in the works. But um, I think it's going to, <clears throat> hold off. It has loosened up a little bit. It's getting a little bit better, but this is, this is not an ideal time for car manufacturers to really get in heavily into production. They are producing 2022 models, but they're doing it very slow, uh, tr- trucks and, and cars both. Um, and some are producing um, the cars and trucks with a minimal amount of the chips that they need with the idea of when they get the chips, they will have kind of a recall situation where they can actually put them in later. Uh, That bothers me a little bit. I don't know that I would want to go through that, but I think it is going to loosen up. And I think by January or by the end of January, end of February, I think things are going to start to flow a little bit better for um, car manufacturers. So this has been a great time for car manufacturers in the, in the sense that they have been able to retool, uh, re-innovate, and they have been doing that, as a matter of fact. They have been spending money doing that on various types of robotics and automation in their plants. Plants have been shut down, and uh, they've had a good chance 
to uh, gear up for the uh, EV uh, revolution that is that uh, they're all going to be dealing with. So right. I would hold off. So how, how's that going to affect the used uh, truck uh, uh, market, do you think? The used truck market is going to stay strong uh, through, I think, all of next year. Um, okay. I, I just had this conversation with a, a large car dealer yesterday. And um, they don't see it because there are that you know there's that those people that in certain areas of the country, especially for trucks, that uh, want that that are going to want used trucks, regardless of what the new trucks are doing. They wouldn't buy a new truck anyway, even if they were available. And the used trucks or the used cars just aren't out there. So the inventory of used cars are going to start to pick up a little bit. As, as the new, new car inventory picks up. But I think the market for it is still going to be strong, and I don't see prices necessarily coming down on used vehicles anytime um, until maybe at best the middle of fourth quarter next year. Right. Okay. Well, and yep. maybe that's too late. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just looking at one, and, uh, you know, I just thought, huh, oh, should I wait on this? But, yeah, okay. Well, thank you so much. I yep. appreciate that. All right. Thanks, Brian. Glad you called. You have, you have a good yep. day. Bye-bye. You too. Let me go to um, Boyce. Boyce calling us from Arkansas. Hey, Boyce. Good morning, Dan. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Sure uh, thing. My wife, my wife and our partners, and we appreciate the godly financial wisdom and the uh, you know, sharing the truth and voice of reason that you that you provide your listeners every day. Mm, thank you, Boyce. I appreciate your partnership so much. Thank you. You know, I think I think one of the things what I like to discuss is you know how voters or how listeners uh, or our nation gets its news. Sometimes we don't get it broken down into its truest form, and I think we can look at this administration. And you could go through every cabinet member and see and point out the things that they're totally focused on. That it, that is not that does not benefit this country, and if you look at the price of gasoline, and if you look at the reaction of the Secretary of Energy last week when she was laughing about when asked if she had a plan, and she had no plan. It's ridiculous. This country uh, right now, every single American is being impacted, and when you can break this down in the simplest forms. And it just in this area right now, gas is a dollar thirty a gallon more than it was a year ago, more than it was January twentieth, right? Mm-hmm. And if for an average working person, that equates to twenty six dollars a week, sixty five cents an hour. And if you factor in taxes and equate that or forecast that out of the year, people are being impacted for gasoline alone to the tune of seventeen hundred sixty dollars a year. That doesn't count the food and the the other things that they purchase, the consumer goods that they purchase, and you talk about this every day, but this is a, I, I, it's, it's, in, it's just in baffling how this administration is literally hurting every single American in the pocketbook in a way that is, it, it's, it's, it's totally un-American, and uh, it's just very baffling, man, very baffling. It it's it's it is and it isn't. I mean, it is baffling because it's hard to believe uh, that it could be happening when it doesn't need to. To have a self-inflicted economic crisis 
is insane. It's one thing to have a financial crisis that creates all the problems. It's another thing to uh, just have a government that is self-inflicting pain on every American. And, you know, what will even be more baffling is that in November, a year from now, uh, people will actually vote for that. I don't think they're going to win. They're not going to get enough votes. But there's going to be anybody that would even vote for a party that is intentionally trying to um, collapse the American economy because they need a crisis, another crisis, more of a crisis, to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And I think they have uh, dramatically miscalculated. And I think um, they continue to take um, their base and the American people as just being stupid. And they think everybody, what we got to hope for is that they don't stop. We got that they continue the divisiveness when you can hear a secretary of transportation making infrastructure a racial issue, I can't imagine how much worse it can get. Talking about a bridge being a, a racial issue, just assuming that every inner city African-American person can't drive a car or doesn't want to drive a car. If they want to fix the problem, if that's the problem, give everybody a car, but they can't do that because that requires gasoline and they can't do that. So, but we, they make every issue a divisive issue for America. Everything is about race and dividing they know it's the only way they can win, but they're seeing now that they're wrong because everybody is sick and tired of the garbage. So I hope they don't quit, but it is beyond imagination how this could be happening when it doesn't need to. And the only thing we can do is make the change happen and make sure it happens. And the only way that's going to happen Welcome back, Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. 610-363-1110. You know, let me just follow up on Boyce um, and, and you know, the from Arkansas. You know, it is hard to believe. It is hard to believe what's going on. And the only thing we can do is rise up, stay strong, and keep rising up. We cannot let up. We need to rise up. And if we think we're, we're letting up, we got to suck it up. So lots of things we've got to do. Um, but, you know, Virginia really was, a, you know, I, I said it the day after the election. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It was the most encouraging thing that has happened in such a long time for all of us because this is not a purple state. Virginia is as blue as blue gets, uh, has been for a long time. Um, To get an amazing lieutenant governor, uh, African-American, first African-American ever to be uh, voted into office in Virginia, lieutenant governor. She's an amazing woman, former former Marine, um, a woman that has lived a lot of life talking common sense and just didn't have any money, didn't have any money, and she wins. Do you know why she won? She won because of all the Democrats that voted Republican. The same with the governor. Democrats voting Republican. It's the only way they could have won. It's the only way they could have won. They had the largest turnout in, in the history of the state of Virginia, the largest turnout of voters in any election, happened. We see the attorney general, Hispanic uh, guy, gets elected uh, overwhelmingly got the nod. Why? Because again, Democrats saying, I've had enough of these morons. I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing they're not getting anything done. We've got this, you know, critical race theory that they're lying to us, saying it's not there, and we know it is, trying to tell us how to raise our children and but the number one reason was the economy. They know it's going in the tank, and and the beauty, the beautiful part of Virginia is that everybody in the state quickly understood that Biden owned everything. He owns it all. He owns it all. And I know I hear people that voted for Biden that are blaming Trump. But the funny part about it is even the administration's not blaming Trump. 
there's they're remaining silent, but they're not blaming anybody because they know who they're where the blame goes. They're just staying silent. Everybody knows that it's on this administration. He made that very clear the first day he came into office and shut down the Keystone Pipeline. It was very clear that their agenda, they were proud and taunting the fact that they were wiping away everything that Trump did. And we have millions of illegal immigrants, drug dealers, human traffickers, child traffickers coming across the border, murder rates going up, crime crime in every aspect going up, drug addiction going up, opioid epidemic in every single state in America now, all because of the Biden administration. All because of the Biden administration. And guess what's going to happen? Panic's going to set in to the Democrats when they realize in November that they are losing the Hispanic vote. You know why they don't help Cuba? You've heard me say this before. Because Cubans don't vote Democratic. They vote Republican. That's why they don't want anybody. They're not going to help them out. Those people are starving there. No work. Getting, I mean, human atrocities. And we're doing nothing to help them. They should be allowed in for political asylum. They should be allowed immediately in. But no, Democrats aren't going to do that. They lost Florida because of of the Cubans. That's what they think. And that's what's happening now with Hispanics. What are they going to do? They're going to be building a wall. They're going to be building a wall. The wall they want to tear down, they're going to be building it back up again because they're going to come to the realization that nothing's going to work. Now they're, they're hanging their hat on the idea that we, you and I, are going to give a billion dollars or so to the refugees that that came here illegally, broke the law, came here illegally, and we're going to give them money for separating them from their children instead of prosecuting the traffickers who intentionally separated them from their children so they could use their children for other gang members, and other people to get across the border. So what does President Trump do? He establishes a DNA test at the border. So are they your children? Okay, let me just do a little finger prick here and find out. Then it started to slow down. You think we're going to do that here in this administration? People are wising up. They're using common sense. They're using the intellect that they have. They're sick and tired of the Democrats telling them how stupid they are. They're sick and tired of it. They're sick and tired. The base, the base of the Democratic Party being told how to vote, why to vote, where to vote, when to vote, how many times to vote. They're sick and tired of it, and they're getting nothing. They don't want a lot. They would like a job, though. So President Trump, without wooing them, he knew he didn't have them to vote. It was too late. The election was over. He didn't get, he got a a large percentage of the vote, but he didn't care. He went about the business 
of making America great by creating the lowest unemployment rate by all minority groups, or at least three minority groups, blacks, Asians, and Hispanics. The lowest unemployment rate in the history of the nation. He put them all back to work because he created an economy where they were needed, where they had more opportunity than they ever had. He didn't have to incentivize them to go to work. They wanted to go to work, but they needed the opportunities and he created the opportunities. And now, now, if they didn't then, those same, that so, same voting block has come to the understanding of the reality of what happened. There's going to be a change, but we got to keep fighting. We got to be like Virginia in every single state in the midterm elections. We shouldn't allow one Democrat, and there's 14 Republicans that shouldn't be allowed in either. We got to raise up. We got to raise up in the primaries for those Republicans to get them out of office. Kevin McCarthy, the leader included. He doesn't he, he's not even capable of getting 13 Republicans to caucus with the Republican Party. How bad is that? That doesn't happen in the Democratic side. Nancy Pelosi whips everybody into shape. McCarthy can't do it. He can't do it. And I think everybody knew that. And, I, you know, he doesn't, uh, there's no reason why we should keep him. He turned on Trump the day after the election. He was one of the, the turncoats. I laugh when I get these, uh, the, the, RNC sends me these fundraisers using McCarthy. I always write them and say, really? You, you think that's a motivation for, you, for me to give? I mean, come on. All right, let me go to phones. Uh, let me go to Mark in Montana. Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, brother. I got good a fast question here, and I'll, I'll hang up here. Okay. It, it deals with it deals with growth and value stocks, which which does better in inflationary times. <clears throat> Please give an example. <clears throat> Excuse me. And on your on your uh, site, I see that you depict growth stocks uh, are uh, well are generally the rest of uh, value. And, uh, and before I hang up here, um, but before I forget, happy birthday, all you jarheads, Semper Fi, and God bless. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. All right. Thank you, Mark. Um, so growth and value are the, can be the same. There's, so there is growth stocks that, so I have uh, a number of stocks now. I don't know what you determined, how you determine value, probably like most people different than the way I would determine it. Um, because I would tell you the vast majority of the stocks, as a matter of fact, there was one out of the five that I put on the list this week that was not a, that I would not have considered a value stock, more a growth stock, but they're all growth stocks. But um, so uh, there's a difference between growth and income stocks, obviously is far greater than growth and value. I like, I like value stocks 
I, they both will do well during inflationary times. I believe uh, the value stocks probably do a little bit better than the growth stocks. But uh, growth stocks in general, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to say, I'm going to stop saying that because I'm confusing myself. Equities in general, equities in general, regardless of their growth or value, regardless of their valuation, let's put it that way, regardless of their valuation. Equity stocks in general need to be in everybody's portfolio during inflationary times because they will act as a hedge against a lot of inflation, depending on what they're in, of course. But they will act as a hedge, and they need to be in people's portfolio. So equities are incredibly important. It almost doesn't matter which is going to outperform the other value or growth because they're going to be very close to each other. But equities are important to be portfolios during times of economic downturn. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. All right, welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia, 610-363-1110. we got two lines open. You cue your call up. You'll get right in the queue right now if you call 363-1110. And uh, we'll get to your call. Let me go to Peter. Peter's calling us from Arkansas. Hey, Peter. Hey, Dan. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for your ministry and faithful witness uh, and your boldness. It's such an encouragement to all of us, mm. all of your listeners. Um, I'm a partner, and I was just asking if you found any more information about the Evergrande contagion spreading to uh, foreign banks and foreign investors. Um, yeah, I, I, I continue to gather information on that, Peter. I, I uh, got some, um, I had some waiting for me when, when the show was over yesterday. I went through that last night, um, got some more this morning. Uh, I'm waiting for, for more, but I uh, continue to get fed more and more information. Uh, there is little doubt that it is not going to spread to, um, you know, international banks. And so I, I don't think we can separate some of the international banks. For instance, uh, JP Morgan in the UK, I mean, it's an international bank, yes, but it's still going to have American uh, uh, consequence and uh, all of the others for that matter. So uh, there are some doing, uh, having, uh, will have direct impact on 401ks and investment strategies. I mean, that's going to uh, continue to see. But whether it has a real dramatic impact on the international banking system, which will then in, in, impact the U.S. banking system, the verdict's still out on that. It's very difficult to get a handle uh, on derivatives and credit default swaps. They're two uh, uh, instruments that I'm, I, I need to have a handle on. I don't have any trouble getting a handle on how much is out there. I don't even have any trouble uh, figuring out who's got the most and where um, the majority of is and what bank could be at risk of collapse. Um, and the banks that could collapse without collapsing the system and the banks that could collapse and collapse the system. We could not handle a collapse of 
the system of credit default swaps and and uh, derivatives. We couldn't we couldn't handle that. Uh, no, I mean the world couldn't handle. That would be impossible. And so I don't know that. Um, I don't think the China um, real estate investment trust, if you can call it that, uh, the Evergrande uh, contagion. I don't. I don't know that it's big enough to do that. And do I know for certain there were lots of uh, uh, derivatives, credit default swaps, mortgage backs, different mortgage back kinds of things that were involved in that. But so we can find out how much, but we can't find out who has it or what they have. And we can find out who has the swaps themselves or the derivatives themselves, their sales, but we can't, we don't know where it's from. We don't know whether it's China real estate or um, Indonesian oil. You know, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, we know that all those things exist, but it's a little bit harder to find out who's got most of it, um, you know, to be specific on what, where, what it, what it is they have. So it's really a hard, hard thing to gather. And uh, I would suspect my, so what I'm doing is I'm concentrating on certain banks. So uh, the two, the number one and number two bank in Germany is uh, one that I am concentrating on. Um, I am watching what Norway does in their sovereign wealth fund. Norway's very smart and doesn't have a whole lot of derivatives, but where they might be. Um, I am concerned about Israel, and I'm watching that closely because Israel's very close to China from an investment perspective. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, I'm looking at all those things. I mean, from, from uh, the glance that I have right now, I don't think it's going to have a big impact on the American financial uh, situation. I think it could yet, but it doesn't look like it's going to. Um, I think it could have an impact on bottom lines of banks uh, at the end of uh, first quarter next year uh, or second quarter for sure. But And then we'll know exactly what it was. But I don't think it's going to be uh, big enough to create real problems. If it is, I don't really care about an individual bank having a real problem. I do care if it's a problem with, say, the derivative market. Uh, some years ago, I don't know how long you've been listening, Peter, but some years ago, um, about three years ago, I'm going to say, uh, Angela Merkel came out and said that she wasn't going to bail out Deutsche Bank. That was on a Tuesday, I remember very well. And uh, I was on the air and I laughed about it. I said, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard because she, she says she's not going to bail them out. She has no choice. And on Thursday, she bailed them out. Um, it, it was a ridiculous statement because they have such a large position in derivatives. If they ever went under, the domino effect would go across the world. That's how much they had. It would go across the world. I mean, there was no, there was no if, ands, or buts. It was a, it was a ridiculous statement. She had a bit. They had a bail amount, and they did. Um, so they're the kinds of things that you know that that we we worry about, and um, there could always be a point in time where. 
a bailout is not feasible. And that would be a problem. I don't think the China thing was that big, but it's China. What we think is only half of what we know. And that's just the way it goes. So we really don't know how big the problem is. Um, we think, well, it's related to housing. Uh, is it? I don't know. We don't know that for sure. That's what they're saying. But um, so it's, it's going to remain to be seen, I guess. And we'll have to watch it. But from what I understand from the people I've talked to that are closer to it than me, I, I think we'll probably uh, get through it. Okay, great. That was really helpful. Yep. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Peter. All right, glad you called. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it, what it points out are some of the things I stress over on a daily basis. It is really, really uh, hard. And so the information, um, I pay, um, the ministry pays, not me. Uh, we pay a lot of money every year to subscribe to certain organizations that um, get us uh, information that we need. Some of it is publicly transmitted or open to the public information, but good luck trying to get it, and it's very difficult. So they gather it all in one place and send it to us. Um, one of the issues, because it's not controlled by the U.S., is the International Bank of Settlements. The International Bank of Settlements is what settles out all the settles out uh, just about every international transaction, but all the derivatives, credit default swaps, and other um, um, hybrid kinds of products. So that goes, that's running through the International Bank of Settlements. So needless to say, that's a huge source uh, for us and for a lot of other people. I suspect there are some that don't uh, take the sourcing that they could from that um, institution I do. I have to. Um, I think everybody has to, but a lot of them don't don't do it. Um, I've never been in a position, and I hope I never get in the position as as a ministry, to um, to have to cut back on on those kinds of uh, that kind of information that we uh, have organizations gather for us. I hope we don't ever have to cut that back. That would that would hurt hurt me and ultimately hurt our partners, I suspect. All right, let me go to Kirby. Kirby's calling us from Florida. Hey, Kirby. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Dan, we've heard about this $600 or just $10,000 snitch rule that the Biden administration wanted to uh, yep. put on us at the banks. I was just informed today by my credit union that they will no longer be depositing or cashing checks made out to cash. Is that widespread? Is Christian community involved in that? Is that part of this snitch rule they're trying to put into place? I don't know about that. I don't, I, I've not heard that from any, any, I mean, I've heard for years banks have stopped taking that. Um, my, my bank, um, you stopped that many, many years ago that you had to make it out to yourself. Um, but, uh, so I don't think that's um, I don't think that's a part of that. Um, it, there's no there's no difference from a reporting perspective on a now a ten thousand and one dollar uh, check made out to cash 
than there would be made out to yourself in name. There's, it's, it's no different. It's not going to impact uh, any kind of reporting. They report the cash against you uh, just like they would report it if the check were made out to you. There hasn't, that's, that's never, you know, that, that, that's not changed. So I think it's probably, it's probably much more of a clerical thing for your credit union um, than, than it is anything else. Um, so they probably had some fraudulent activity recently and are, you know, couldn't track it down uh, because for some reason, because it was made out to cash. So they're probably, uh, I, I imagine it's more that. It's definitely not connected to what's happening uh, with all the other stuff. Thanks, Kirby. I appreciate it. I hope that helps you a little bit. Folks, we got lines open, 610-363-1110. If you got to leave us, I hope you have a great day. Another hour financial issues coming up right after this. God bless. Jesus said, go sell all that you have. Give to the poor. Take up the cross. Follow me. It's not your money I want. I want your heart. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.